Welcome to Mastering Your Thirties, a podcast to guide women in their thirties about how to relax, enjoy the ride, and make investments for their future health, wealth, and well-being, and for women beyond their thirties to share their wisdom and experience with others. I am Alev Bakan, a health and nutrition coach and founder of Health and Co. Today I will discuss the 10 essential rules I also use as a base for the Mastering Your Thirties program. Over the years of health coaching, I served many working women. Some were in their thirties, but many were in their forties and beyond. And the main focus of my session is always making healthy living achievable in every aspect of my client's life. In order to do that, I aim to find the reason behind the complaint and how and when things got out of control, because I always believe that the cure or the progress starts by finding the source of the stress. As I also mentioned in the last episode, my many years of coaching led me to see that women in their 40s and beyond wish they had their current wisdom and state of mind and also clarity when they were in their 30s. We all know life is a continuous journey and we have the ability to be the best of ourselves at any age. But I believe that the decision we make in our 30s, whether they are held lifestyle or career related significantly impact our 40s and beyond. That's why I created this podcast and the Mastering Your 30s Club to let women in their 30s enjoy and cherish their 30s while also building a solid foundation for their 40s. While preparing this program, I devised the 10 rules for women in their 30s to keep close to their hearts and minds. After questioning many of my clients and friends, I created these rules and I thank them all for those who responded to my never-ending questions. I also joined many trainings, events, and talked to several health workers to better understand the problems and the needs of the women in their 30s. I will dive deep in, into each rule further in the season, but I would like to give you a little summary about what Mastering Your 30s is based on. I think everything starts with health and wellness. That's why our number one is to invest in your health and well-being. When I say investing, I mean investing your time and man money. Imagine your health and well-being like a construction. So in order to cherish your life in your 40s and beyond, you have to build a good foundation and use the best material you have. And the best time to do this is in your 30s. You will have the means, the financial means and the state of clarity about choosing the proper steps and adapting them to your lifestyle. Remember that prevention is always more accessible than the cure. It's cheaper than the cure, and I think more enjoyable than the cure. So even taking little steps toward your health and well-being and also financial stability will give you the stability you want in your 40s and beyond. Talking about investment makes our way to our rule number two, 
focusing on your personal and career growth. I know the 30s are when women are bombarded with all kinds of trends, all kinds of news and all kinds of obligation. We as women feel the pressure to be in a certain way, like mothering in a certain way, doing our job in a certain way, not going out of the box, you know, like keeping the routine going and maybe not being too adventurous. We have diet trends, aesthetical trends, and parenting trends to follow. It's tough to keep your focus on your path and decide which way to go. To achieve the growth you need, first of all, consider your long-term goals and values and ask yourself what truly matters to you and how your preferences align with those values. Seeking advice from Mentors and friends who offer different perspectives is also essential for those steps. And finally, please don't be afraid to take calculated risks. I'm not saying throw away everything, your career, your life, and move on to a next chapter in your life, but you can take calculated risks. You can make small investments for your health, wealth, and career, and build your path toward change. Change leads us to our third rule. It's never too late to change. I don't know why, but sometimes women in their 30s think it's too late to change their lifestyle, diet, way of thinking, or career. 30s are just the beginning, and you can do it all, and you can change it all. Once you start opening yourself to new possibilities, change is inevitable and also extremely good. The only thing you need to pay attention to is to keep your core values. So small steps, creating your habits and working toward your habits should be your priority. And also you have to remember that knowing your limits, yourself and the responsibilities you can handle is the key not only in your 40s, but for your whole life. In their 30s, women tend to force themselves to accept things in a certain way. And they also force their limits and take more responsibilities that they can handle just to be compliant. But remember that saying yes to everything doesn't make you likable. Saying yes to everything doesn't make you productive. Saying yes to everything and stretching yourself so thin that you sacrificed your health isn't worth the effort. Burnouts are real and they are really, really not fun. So limits and priorities are the tools that will teach you to save your energy, time, and resources. They are also the powers you give to other women about managing having an opinion for your life. So be careful to who you give those powers and how you give those powers. I know that doing all those new things, trying new paths and growing and challenging ourselves is not easy. We will also do some mistakes, which will be our rule number five. Learn from your mistakes, but avoid getting stuck on them. Learn to let it go. Mistakes are not the best part of our lives, but learning from them can be their only positive effect. Being sad and regretful 
for a mistake is of course very understandable but ruining your life about it getting stuck on that mistake to the point of making life miserable for you and others is never an acceptable way so what do we do when we make a mistake like i said we have to learn from them but how so to learn from your mistake you have to first accept the mistake acknowledge the emotions you are going through it can be sadness it can be regret frustration or tiredness and accept all these emotions acknowledge them and then try to be positive and objective to yourself and then move on because being stuck to the mistake will never get you to a better point. So far, we talked about personal growth. We talked about our limits and priorities and what to do if we make a mistake. What should we do to make this growth continuous and align with our lifestyle so that they are a continuous journey? Then comes the habits. Habits are my best friend and so should be yours. Creating habits doesn't happen in a minute or through one giant step. Habits are not set in stone blocks in our lives and they can change, they can grow, they can evolve, they can change according to your, your lifestyle. As we go through different stages of life and encounter new challenges, our habits also must adapt to help to achieve our goals. By establishing flexible habits that can grow with us, we can ensure that we continue progressing toward our aspirations. And also, habits can help us to overcome obstacles and maintain motivation when we face setbacks. So, when we make a mistake to return our routine, we can use those adaptable habits. I know we have different segments in our life that need our attention, like our diet, like our family, self-care, productivity, career, responsibilities. So we can feed all these elements in our life with different habits, big or small, and achieve consistency in our life, no matter at what stage we are. So when we are talking about habits, I always attach hobbies to, to them. And this is going to be our rule number seven, get a hobby. I know you may be a little bit mad at right now when you hear the word hobbies because 30s are fast and furious and you don't even sometimes have time to eat, let alone have a hobby. Hobbies shouldn't be a big chunk of responsibility or time taking too much in our lives. Hobbies can be anything from gardening to doing a puzzle, reading a book, volunteering, or doing a sport, or learning about something new. You can spend as much or little time on them. But the positive effect of hobbies on your health and well-being is enormous. Hobbies help us provide a sense of purpose and accomplishment and help to relieve stress and they are also the best agent for self-care. I always classify hobbies as an agent of meditation. Usually people think of meditation as sitting in a quiet place, listening maybe a recorded line and going to their happy places. But hobbies can be your meditation. Anything that take your 
your mind and your focus out of your daily responsibilities and your major stress factors and taking you another place can be your hobbies. So remember that even though your life is very crowded and your schedule is unbelievably packed right now, you will get more time to yourself and to your hobbies as you move further in your life. So giving some time and attention to your hobbies right now is also an important investment for your future well-being and stability. So we talked about all these elements in our life. What about finances? Then comes our rule number eight. Set up a healthy relationship with money and have a plan for your money. Money is a tricky and personal subject. And each person has a different relationship and history with money. No matter how you move along your personal and career life, knowing your finances and having a healthy relationship with money are the essential steps that you should take in your 30s. Our relationship with money is formed through several different things. They are a combination of personal experience, social influences, upbringing, cultural background, and values. They, also, they all come together and create our relationship with money. Media, advertising, and the general feedback from people around us, also they have a big impact on our relationship with money. We also try to put ourselves in a special social class so how we want to represent ourselves in that class also define our relationship with money but it is essential that even though we are now surrounded with all these expectations norm and consumerism we set our goals have a plan and question where we position money in our life according to, to those plans A healthy and balanced relationship with money leads us to rule number nine. Learn the difference between quality and uh, quantity. The relationship between quality and qu quantity is very complex. In some cases, it is true that having more of something can sometimes lead to higher quality, but it is not always the case. I also face that many of my clients, they think that when they are spending a lot of time with their money or they are bombarded with the projects and they have lots of responsibilities, uh, they will be more productive, more successful, and everything will be better in their life. They have a tendency to believe that the more is the merrier, but not in those cases. To the contrary, instead of spending, for example, three hours with your children and not being there 100%, maybe you can spend just one hour, but give your full focus on your child. And it's better than spending all these three hours for nothing. Same with your relationship with your friends and the responsibilities that you are taking uh, for your work environment, for the events that you are attending, for the projects you are uh, overtaking. 
The best thing is to align quality and quantity in the same page and also your goals and plans so that they can have a big combination. We will have this topic coming back to us during the season because this is also one of the points that women get stuck to most of the time. And now it's our rule number 10. The last but the not least, be nice to yourself. During my coaching sessions, I have witnessed most of my genuinely nice clients becoming extremely cruel and harsh with themselves. So much so that I have to remind them not to be their own bullies. Talk to yourself as if you are talking to your best friend. Be honest, be objective, but be nice. Self-love is the essential love you need. If you don't love yourself or give the importance you need to yourself, and if you are not nice to yourself, nobody will take that time and care and attention to be nice to you or to show their love to you. Find the best friend in yourself. Be nice to that girl inside you who is trying her best, learning, growing, and paying attention to all the details. These are my top 10 rules for mastering your 30s. As I said, I will dive deeper into them in future episodes by myself or with my guests. But I hope this episode will guide you to check your routines, yourself, and check what you are doing and push you to think a little bit, analyze your life, and will resonate with you. I believe that the minute we start questioning the meaning of our actions, start looking for a better way to grow ourselves, is the time we also start making investment not only for our 30s, but for the years beyond. Do you believe you or somebody you know can be a great guest for this podcast? Please fill out our guest form at www.masteringyourthirties.com. You can also check our website for our announcement for my 30s club membership or leave us any suggestions you have for our future episodes. Listen to the new episode of Mastering Your 30s wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself.